I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up and it's similar to this product, and that's sim that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair uh, to see. And so, therefore, you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum it's going to save you fifty dollars on the service oh by the way it's free to try so sign up try it and say oh this is how it's done boom and then you're going to the light's going to go on and you're going to be like man i can get my products out there i just can't wait can't wait sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum the other day i bought another domain yes i bought another domain it's almost like uh I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to try godaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. By that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter, and it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that, but that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away, and they're right, you know, and so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there. But you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 295 Mitchell Lip, aka Harvey Specter. Yes, I've have him back. Um, he and it's funny because in the pre-interview he, he's a little embarrassed by this, but it's the truth. He's the most requested return guest that I have. I get notes from people like, hey, could you have him back on? I'd love to hear how he's doing. And as I say to him, I mean, I think people connect with him because he's like the everyday guy that's made it. 
He's like, you know, super smart and everything, but he's like made it. And he speaks so plain language that we all understand. And he's figured it out. And it's kind of cool. Um, and I just, I think that's why he inspires so many people. And I think it's, it's kind of humbling for him, um, but it's very cool. It's a very cool place to get to. And I'm interested because him and his brother, you know, are both in the business. And so um, this interview is first, and then Carrie, his brother Carrie, is next. And so uh, I get to ask some of the same questions, and I think we get to some very cool places. Um, he, gives, he gives some tips at the end that I think are what are going to be, um, you know, you're going to be like, duh. And you're going to be like, though, you know, hopefully they, they resonate in the back of your mind when things get tough and, and the fees kick in and you're challenged because somebody's uh, telling you that you're losing your account because they're going exclusive with somebody else. He gives some real sound, solid advice um, and perspective maybe um, to, you know, find the luck and, and, and persevere and figure it out. I love that line. I think he's right. Just figure it out. Just figure it out. You're smart. You're not successful by chance. So you just got to put your head down, do the work, and figure it out. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited. Today's guest, repeat guest. Um, and, you know, please don't get your ego out of whack on this, but the most requested guest I have, the person who people ask me for, hey, what's going on? I would like to know how he's doing. And, you know, Mitchell Lip, Harvey Specter, and I talked in the pre-call. I think it's because people connect with you really, really well. That's not a bad thing, uh, Harvey. I'll call you Harvey for this. Welcome, Harvey. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Glad to be back. It's good to have you back. But, but I mean, that does that... What does that do to you when I tell you that? Because I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, I, I'm telling you the truth. You know I don't lie. I'm telling you the truth. People seem to connect with you. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's cool. flattering for sure. Uh, I mean, sometimes I tell people the, the older I get, the more introverted I get. Um, so it's good to hear that I'm uh, connecting with people when uh, sometimes, you know, it's hard to uh, just get conversation started at times. Hmm. I don't know. I appreciate well, the, uh, the flattery, though. Well, why is that? Why do you why do you feel like you get you pull back? Is it because you're having some success? You don't want to show off. You don't want to come across as that guy. Uh, that's probably part of it. But um, you, you know, just uh, as you get older, I feel like you get more confident and uh, solidified in your uh, existing relationships uh, that work for you, and uh, you develop a a better filter. As, uh, oh. you know, who's blowing smoke, you know, when you first talk to him and, uh, and who's not. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've always done both, you know, personally and professionally is when I, I first meet someone, you know, I'll, anybody can answer, give a good answer to a question, you know, but if you, if you give a scenario or, uh, a situation or uh, a quick discussion where you get them to react, you can, you can learn a lot more than, you know, asking 30 minutes of questions sometimes. Yeah, I also find that giving an adult beverage now and then you get to you get people loosen up a little bit and you get to uh, see a little different side of them. So so when you do see that side of them, what do you do? I mean, when you see that side you don't like, are you, you know, just the type to divorce them completely from your life and take them out? Or do you give them a chance? Do you coach? Do you do you, you know, because that's real, right? I mean, that happens. Yeah, I 
I guess it sounds harsh, but I probably would either subconsciously or consciously, uh, you know, divorce them from, from my life and, uh, and seek out those that, uh, that I prefer to, uh, to communicate with and, and do business with. I think, uh, I think people would describe me as, uh, as pretty loyal, um, hmm. when you're in my circle, but, uh, it can definitely be hard to get in, get to the inner circle. When, uh, when did your brother come into the business with you? Uh, he came into the business uh, August of 2015. Okay, so a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready after this interview to do an interview with Kerry, and so I'm interested to hear uh, his point of view. When you think about bringing your brother in the business, was it, I mean, did you approach him? Did he approach you? What, were you, did, what did you see his role? And I know it's evolved, but, but what did you see his role to be? Uh, he had, uh, he had experience with, um, with warehousing and merchandising and, uh, inventory management and things like that. So that was kind of my bottleneck at the time. That was, uh, when the major prep centers were just getting started and, uh, my bottleneck was, was prep. And, uh, that was, it was two or three months after we did the, uh, the hundred K challenge, which sounds like eons ago, like that was a big deal back in, uh, March of 2015. And, uh, I realized in order to, uh, to grow, I didn't just need an employee. I needed, I needed someone I can trust and, and more of a partner that could, you know, work nights, weekends when needed and, uh, and just, uh, fully become part of the business. Um, so I brought him on, uh, for that. And, uh, he definitely got shell shocked with, uh, his first Q4, I'm sure as he will, uh, tell you in 2015, but that's how it got started. But I definitely, uh, I definitely reached out to him and, uh, it was kind of like, Hey, uh, it's time. And, uh, he, he really didn't, I expected him to fight me a lot more on it. I expected my, uh, parents to be more concerned than they were, um, about him coming down because that kind of, parlays both of your boys in one business, which can always be a little nerve wracking for, for parents. Um, but it was a pretty smooth transition. I think after I asked him, he was down here, uh, living and working within two or three weeks. When, uh, when you think about what you like and you know about your brother, what would you say are the skill sets that you knew that he just has and there was no gray area with? Uh, definitely, you know, trust is a big thing and work ethic and he did not have a um a normal nine to five job he works he worked a lot of nights he worked a lot of weekends and uh i knew that he was willing to in the past work holidays uh work nights in order to have freedom in other places to you know whether it be travel or uh write he uh he's an author um you know have you know 48 hours to lock yourself in a room to write you know five ten thousand words so i knew that uh lifestyle wise he would be able to fit in and understand you know sometimes we might work 80 hours a week and uh you know last week i you know would text him at two in the afternoon i say hey let's play Fortnite together for a couple hours on the nice. ps4 nice. um so i knew he would be able to assimilate and appreciate and thrive in the, I don't know if it's necessarily the culture, but the, 
the, I think that's the right word. Grind in the in in the way uh, the way that I run the business and the way that we work. Well, I, I think culture is the right word because I think of it as a startup. I mean, would you consider yourself still a startup? Uh, I would say yeah, but we're we're I, I don't know. Like right now, we're not really growing. Like I think we're maybe down like ten to eleven percent right now for the year and that doesn't concern me at all in fact it's been great because we've we've worked less things have been a lot smoother and you know profit margins and net profits are are higher if you don't count all the new crazy amazon fees so yeah. i guess we're doing better in some ways not in another and the fact that i'm not concerned about that that we're kind of like on a even even level right now, kind of looking for the next direction to go, whether it's, you know, outside of FBA, outside of Amazon, outside of e-commerce or just a different channel. The fact that that doesn't concern me that we're not growing at 30, 40, 50, you know, 100 uh, percent in my mind kind of qualifies us not as a startup anymore. Would okay. that make sense? No, I think you're right. And so, you know, looking back originally, you know, we were talking about scaling and then you outsourced to a RA prep center and then you were optimizing your business. So now you're at the tail end of that optimization and then Amazon throws these fees. But the position you're in, as you describe it, allows you to work on that. Right. So, I mean, to me, that's a very comfortable place to get to where you can now work on your business and address those because they're outside of your control. Right. The only thing you can do to control them is, A, manage your inventory better or change your inventory mix or find another channel, I guess, or all those things. But that Unfortunately, takes time. Unfortunately, that is, that is true. That's, yeah. that's pretty much your options uh, at this point, um, which is, is difficult for, uh, for all of us. I do feel, and I've said it in, in some of the groups and some of the postings on the, on the new fees, I feel, like, I feel like it affects the, you know, the mid-range or high high growth seller the most right now. I feel like if you're trying to, you know, sell 10, 15,000 a month and make a few extra $1,000, I feel like that doesn't affect as much there. And where I am, uh, I feel like it doesn't affect us. But as far as, as, far as really trying to, to grow or get to that point where it's a very comfortable full-time income, I feel like those folks, unfortunately, are hit the hardest by this, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and it's now, unless you have the, the process in place, you're going to have to give something up to go look at this and address this. And it sounds like you've gotten to that place. So would you say, you know, thinking about your brother, right? I was thinking about, you know, those two skill sets you said. You know, one, he was, has the ability to assimilate to this environment because he kind of came from that environment. And then trust being the other big one. Which would you say is more important? And, and I know that might sound like a stupid question. Well, of course, trust, Steve. Well, no, not necessarily, because you could put controls in place to protect yourself. So I'm just trying to understand, because I'm thinking about other people who don't have that family that you have, right, that you can right. call in, especially somebody who's skilled and trained and, and he's smart. I mean, so it's that those are all sk good skill sets. But what would somebody, you know, when you're looking at it, is the ability – to adapt to the environment because, you know, you don't want somebody who's only worked, hey, I started eight and I'm done at five, period, you know, and there's no flexibility. And, oh, wait, when's my vacation? Oh, when do I get time? Hey, my kid's sick. I got to take off. Um, as opposed to, you know, hey, here are the keys. I'll see you in a week. Which is which is more important, do you think? Well, those were, those, you asked the question, the first question, well, what were the skills that I saw in him to why I brought him on? 
and uh, I mentioned the warehousing skills, the trust, and the assimilation. But as far as what's important at this point, based on where we're at, is the fact that he can basically replace me in all big time-consuming aspects of the business. The only thing he's really not involved in is like the the pricing and the 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 end of the year tax part of it and stuff like that. But as far as sourcing, evaluating, you know, being smart with uh, credit card financials, things like that, he's totally taken ownership and developed, you know, those skill sets. So as far as what's the most important at this point, it's all of that. If if you were going to ask me at the beginning, I'm not I'm not sure I could give you. Um, oh and answer trust versus assimilation because uh, we've definitely had issues with assimilation with uh, some part-time employees and we've right. definitely had issues with trust with some part-time employees. So both are, so maybe it's equal. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's a, that's a tough thing to look for somebody who's flexible and you can trust them and, and trust them, you know, is, I guess there are degrees of trust, right? Uh, how about the, the employees that are not your brother that have done well for you, that trust level? How far does that trust level have to go? I mean, you know, are you giving them complete access to your credit cards and, and stuff like that? Or where is there a line? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't done that. But okay. uh, I would say the, the, the highest trust level would go out to other Amazon sellers and partners, uh, um. People that help with, um, I mean, I have people that help with pricing. I have people that, uh, you know, can see all my inventory. They can see my sales. They can open cases for me. Like that requires, you know, a lot of trust. And there's definitely checks and balances uh, there. So it's not, I guess, nothing's a 100% blind trust. But, uh, you know, in order to in order to grow, you have to. You have to trust uh, people and processes for sure. Okay. Okay. One of the one of the questions that I think people would be thinking about is, hey, you know, why doesn't your brother go off on his own? And I'm going to ask him that question. So please don't tell him that I'm going to ask him that question. But I, I sure. you know, I often think about this because, you know, not everybody is meant to be a number one. Not everybody wants the responsibilities that go along with being a number one. What would you say are the reasons that Kerry doesn't go out on his own? Because um, it, it sounds like he clearly has the ability, right? And he understands the business fairly well. What do you, what do you right. think? What do you think? Um, I mean, I think he he has a pretty good life and lifestyle. Oh, okay. And uh, I think he's he's compensated well. He's compensated fairly. And he knows that if for some reason he needed to or wanted to make extra money or, or, or something that we would, we would have that conversation. But I mean, he, he gets to go on vacation to work. I mean, he gets to go, you know, three or four different places. He goes to, he goes to WrestleMania, he goes to sporting events, he goes to, you know, Vegas. I mean, he's got a, he's got a pretty good, uh, a pretty good lifestyle and he has a lot of responsibility, but it's, it's the stuff that he's, really, really, really comfortable with. And he, uh, he's, he can, uh, he has access to the account and he sees the crazy customer and return emails that I deal with and the, uh, the feedbacks that I get that take a long time to, to get through. And he doesn't, he doesn't touch the pricing. And he says, man, if, if I heard that, it would, you know, drive me crazy. He doesn't, you know, have the, 
the stress of the the IP complaints and the um, the inauthentics and the potential account suspension. I mean that that certainly stresses him, and he's he's aware of it. Um, but uh, I don't know. You can ask him, but I just think he uh, he's got a he's got a good gig right now. I mean he's a he's a single guy in his early thirties, so you know. Hmm. You know, you said something there. I think is really powerful is to show. Um, I think we tend to hide this stuff, right? We t- keep this stuff to ourselves, but you're, you're demonstrating, hey, there are challenges, and these are some of them. So letting them see that, letting an employee see that things aren't always rosy and glamorous, and you're not just you know, flying in and flying out. You're dealing with real stuff um, and kind of almost protecting them so they don't have to deal with it. I think that's a really good, uh, a really good thing to do. I think that could be very powerful in building that kind of that loyalty to understand that, you know, I've got your back and I'm in on, on it too, you know, other than just the money side of it, you know? I agree. Yes. So, you know, thinking about where you guys are going, you know, and so you're in that, you're in that, or you have been in that optimization mode and it sounds like it's working. It sounds like things are, you're figuring out. How do you keep, how do you keep everybody motivated? Because you got to this place now where, you know, you kind of, not falling off the radar, but you, you've got your head down doing the work. You're not out there, you know, like you say, grow, 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 grow. You're glamorously, you know, getting things brought in, getting them shipped, uh, dealing with customers. It's it's kind of a grind at this point, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a grind compared to how it was okay. a year or two ago. I would say it's a, I would say it's a pleasant grind. Okay. I mean, uh, I use the wrong term. I think I yeah. I think I, I said it wrong. I think what I meant to say was it's kind of a not a coast because there's no way that's a coast. It's a I guess steady. You know, just kind of cruising on the highway. Maybe cruising's the right word. That might be a better word. Right, and I mean, there's there's people that ask questions and probably think it's silly that we still do. You know, some of what we do. I mean, we we do RA, we do OA, we do wholesale, we do private label, we do closeouts, we do we do everything. And, uh, it, uh, if I, you know, one of the reasons I got into this and one of the reasons I've been successful was that back before I even started, I've always had a, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a shopping problem or compulsive shopping or whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, um, that, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd probably enjoy like going kicking around, uh, you know, stores at the outlet mall quite regularly. So I do that, you know, for fun and I get paid. So it becomes a thing like you want to work, you know, 20 years really hard so you can go hang out at the beach or you just want to go hang out at the beach now and work on your laptop. Like the, the store is my beach. Like I enjoy shopping. I enjoy finding things. Uh, always have. So, uh, it's not really work to me. I guess you could call it a pleasant grind to, uh, to fit your question. Yeah, I think that makes sense. When you look at the role you're in now, help us define it. Because you've got a, a multi-million dollar operation, lots of people, lots of moving pieces, outside services um, helping you and partners, and in essence. Um, define your role now, what you would consider your role to be. Um. I just, uh, you know, I oversee everything and I, I sometimes, uh, I still ship stuff because it's, uh, it's calming, 
Hmm. Like it, uh, it's hard for me to do something mindless, just the way my brain operates. So it's kind of like they say you have your best ideas when you're, you're driving or you're in the shower or you're, for me, shipping maybe, you know, where uh, uh, I pretty much do, you know, what I enjoy doing at times, you know, during the holiday season and things like that. There's, there's times where you may work a little bit later or whatever than you want uh, to provide for your family and have, you know, flexibility and options the rest of the year. But I mean, I oversee everything and uh, I'm pretty confident and comfortable with, uh, with where we are. Everything's pretty smooth. What, what are the parts of the business you absolutely despise and you don't like and you, it's like the bane of, uh, uh, of your existence to have to do? Uh, probably the, the record keeping. Okay. The, uh, the, um, I don't really like training people. Like, I guess if, if I were to say anything, I'm probably most proud of is I feel like we've done the most with the least amount of employees. And that's, that's obviously, is that intentional? A ticket to my brother as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we're not, we don't have 10 employees, 15 employees, 20 employees. Uh, I see some people talk about how many employees they have, and that means they have a big business. I want to do as much money as I can with the least amount of employees as possible. Um, and I feel that we've, we've done that well. I mean, Carrie's the only other full-time person we have, and we probably pay out you know, 10 to 20 part-time hours a week. And in the, the big season, maybe 40 to 60 part-time hours a week. Obviously, um, you know, we have very, very key, strong prep center partners at this point. Um, you know, Dale up in Cincinnati, I got my bill from him yesterday. He's prepped 6,000 items for us that are shoes and clothes, which as you know, are not uh, an easy thing to prep in the past, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, five or six weeks. Um, so, you know, without those key partners in relationships, the, the growth and the, uh, the quality of life and, uh, the maintaining of, uh, the level of sales would just not be possible. Well, so, let's talk about that because I think that's a, that's a really good place to get to. You've had a, a partnership with Dale, uh, meaning using his services now for, it's been a couple of years. How do you, how do you maintain, and I, obviously this says something about him, so I don't, I don't mean it that way. How do you maintain the quality and, you know, over time? Because most people's services, you know, they tend to get busier and then they something has to give somewhere. Um, and, and I know this is more of a question for him. How does he maintain it and keep it the quality that high? Because obviously it is and you're satisfied with it. But how do you communicate maybe as a user uh, and a heavy user and such a large user? Uh, I would say that we just, uh, we have just have a good relationship, a friendship and, uh, you know, almost kind of like when you would ask, uh, when you did the young, the two series of young guns interviews and we're like, uh, we talk shop maybe like 5%, 5 to 10% of the time. And the rest of it, you know, is joking around or talking about baseball or football or, you know, something like that. So, uh. Dale and I, uh, and Carrie has a good relationship with Dale as well. We just, uh, we, you know, just have a lot of, uh, common interests and common things to talk about. And, uh, I mean, one thing I've noticed in, in this business, and this probably sounds, sounds crazy is, uh, 
I almost try to pick people now that you can just say, got to go, and you can hang up the phone on them. They're not going to get their feelings hurt. They never yeah, cool. Later. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, and in a microcosm, that's, that's how Dale is, and that's how I am, and that's how Carrie is. And, you know, the, the other people that, that help us out, Mike and uh, my investor, Craig, is we can all – we can all have common ground. We know when it's time to have fun. We know when it's time to joke around, uh, time to get serious. And uh, no one no one gets their feelings hurt. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's got to go. We all have, you know, lives, families. Dale has a full-time job um, and a lot of other customers. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, but. I think it does. So, so you're saying, hey, when we got to talk shop, we shop talk shop real quick. But that doesn't dominate our conversation because then it's not really a relationship. It's just transactional. What you're describing is that deeper relationship where it's like, hey, how are the kids? You know, hey, I'm just following up. You, you said your wife was sick. Hey, so, you know, what's happening? You know, is there, those things, you become real. And then, you know, there's a sensitivity to it that I think is very healthy. And, you know, I think about the young guns and the relationships you guys have had now. How many years is this? I think we first got together in uh – Early 2015. I so think a three years. Three years, dude. I mean, that's that says something. Yep. When you can develop those relationships, especially as deep as you guys have them, for that long period of time, um, there's a reality. Uh, and I know, I, I remember how many people were like, how do I find those kind of relationships? How do I get those kind of friends? And I'm always like, well, you've got to be that kind of friend to get those kind of friends, right? Yeah, it can be, uh, it can be difficult. And I've certainly met some... Uh, some really, you know, strong other contacts uh, through that group, even though we're probably not as vocal or present in some of the Facebook groups as we used to be. But, I mean, I've really enjoyed, you know, meeting and interacting with uh, Karen's son, Ben. Um, smart. He's very smart. Very, very smart and uh, very, uh, you know, well-cultured and, and diverse. I've learned a lot from him and enjoyed working with him, even though he's, you know, quite a bit younger than me. Um and then, you know, we have a good relationship with Dong Lee. And he came out to Vegas with us for ASD. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he he gave us an idea this week that's going to make us, you know, several thousand dollars. So, you know, just just more of the same. But. Uh, uh, well, but you, know. you, you have to give to get that. I mean, I think that's the lesson is that you're not always on there just taking, taking, taking. Right. I mean, you're you're sharing with the hope that somebody hears a nugget. And then, and then when they want to delve deeper you're right on the line. Yes. What can I answer for you? How can I help you? Right. That's what it takes. Yeah. And that's, and that's a good point. And, and one of the things I, I tell people, um, you know, human relationships are not, are not, uh, equally transactional all the time. So, you know, I may be able to help Dale with a lot of stuff, you know, to buy, to have his wife or him go buy retail in, November and December, and he's not doing much more than me than prepping my stuff. But then this time of year, you know, he's got a bunch of, of good wholesale accounts that he brings me in on for stuff. So it's not like, oh, I did this for him, so he needs to do something for me before I do something for him again. And it's very, very hard to find people that not only engage in those relationships, but understand those types of relationships. It's not always going to be 50-50. And it's not always going to be 50-50 equally in, in, in a given amount of time. 
over time, it may be close to 50-50, and that's awesome. Um, but uh, and I'm, I think that goes with uh, personal relationships as, as well as uh, you know business relationships. Those are well said. I mean, I I think you're spot on. Um, and when you give without expectation, it is shocking how much you get back. Um, and then you get it back. And I think what you're describing with Dale is a very cool one because you get it back in ways that you probably never even see. My bet is he bends over backwards. Things that you guys mess up that you never even, you know, he just takes care of because that's the way the relationships evolve to instead of, oh, there's a surcharge. Oh, you didn't do this right. Here's a surcharge. And, uh, you know, that that stuff over time probably does make it 50-50. And like you said, I mean, the fact that he trusts, that trust is two-way, that, that says a lot too. Hmm. Um, when you think about then, because you're, you got a good filter, you say, right? You, you guys have kind of dropped off the radar um, because your business is, is not in growth mode anymore. Do you think, do you think, uh, do you miss that part of it? Let me ask you that. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, I do miss it a little bit. Um, I mean, just frankly, I'm not completely happy with the way the whole, the whole community, uh, has evolved and, uh, reacts in general. I feel like there's, there's a lot of, uh, interesting, you know, marketing and relationships and, and things going on, uh, where, I mean, I've been, I've been censored, deleted, and uh, expunged from several groups for, you know, speaking my opinion or asking challenging questions and, and things like that. So that's definitely soured me a little bit on the the community in general and being uh, and being real active. But but also I'm just I don't see a lot of the stuff to yeah. to make comments on as much as. Uh, as I used to. And, uh, I've always been more of the, um, I guess my, my strategic mind is always the first, I'm not always trying to find a reason to do something or to buy something. I look at worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, and, you know, average scenarios and what percentage I assign to all of those. And, uh, it seems a lot of people just want to hear the positive all the time. So a lot of times I've been, I've been labeled as negative or a cynic or, or uh, you know, a devil's advocate just for uh, trying to bring up the other side of the, of the coin. And that doesn't always uh, fit the messenger's message. So, uh, you know, that, that may be why I'm, uh, I'm I mean, do you have an example? Do you have an example that you could use? I mean, where, where you feel like uh, your voice wasn't heard and therefore kind of, you know, held back. Um, I, I mean, mean I, I tend to look for the positive. So, I mean, I, I tend to stick with mostly positive things. But, I mean, you know, the world isn't always positive. You know, I, I'm, I'm really about relationships and things like that because that stuff, I mean, you know, being married for so long, I just love to see that. You know, I just love to see people who care for others in a positive way. However, it's not – and I, I, I hopefully I've always led people them this way. This is not an easy business. It's not always easy. And there are challenges. And those are the things if you deal with – it can make your life a lot easier. Those are the strategies I tend to take. How about you? I mean, where where do you see that that that? Challenging? I mean, I just I just try to be I just try to be realistic, right. um, you know, with people um, because I feel like that's that's the way uh, you know to succeed. Um, you know, very. 
there's a lot of us, but as a as a percentage, you know, very few of us have gotten to the to the point where you can, you know, provide a full time income to support a family, you know, doing this. And I just uh, I try to communicate the the truth of uh, of how hard it it is, especially when you're you're first starting. I mean, if well, I, that's if tough I if you're selling courses, with... if you're selling courses, that's what you mean. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I agree with you. You, this, this is not an easy business. And to suggest that, you know, you're going to be able to go and just, you know, uh, pick up, uh, I don't know, pick a subject or RA and just, you know, sell millions of dollars and make millions of dollars. Good luck. That's not true. Um, there are outliers that do, you know, I think of a David and Ivy Hawkins, you know, who just, who just natural or you guys, I mean, they're all natural at it. But you're, yeah, I would call, you're, you're outliers. Yeah, I would call, you know, David, Daniel Baker, you know, Chuck Hardwick. They're probably three of the people I I look up to the most as far as as far as their business. I feel like they're they're probably a little bit better at this than I am. So but they're outliers. Right. I mean, let's yeah, be fair. They are. Outliers. And more than likely, I don't care what they did. They would be incredibly successful at. I mean, that's and that's that's cool. But. So you're saying, hey, when you say that, that this isn't, you know, it's not realistic to get there, then people look down their nose at you because they're selling a course. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I, I understand it. I mean, you know, it, it's hard. Um, it's, what's easy for you isn't easy for me. You make it sound easy because it's, it is easy for you. Um, so I, I get it. I get it. I, I you know, I, I struggle with it myself. You know, I mean, it's uh, but I hopefully convey to most people that, you know, there are challenges. I think you're right. I think most people are not earning a full time living um, doing that. Right. So any other examples that you think uh, would be um, a place where you don't think that you've been heard or you're they, you're not want to be heard about? Um, no, I mean, I've pretty much said as far as a specific as I want to be. Okay. Um, as far as that goes. Okay. That's cool. I mean, I, I think the reality is very healthy. I think speaking, you know, everything's not roses and unicorns. There is hard work. This is a hard business, right? I mean, but you know, running a retail store downtown in your town, that's a hard business. That's a Ooh. hard way to earn a living, right? That that's air, hard air, way to earn. Yeah, that air conditioning guy, you know, that's a hard way to earn a living because he's got employees and he's got other responsibilities. So I think a lot of times this is glamorous. Uh, the life of an entrepreneur is your life glamorous, would you say? Uh, definitely not. No, definitely not. You know, but people yes. see it in an Instagram post and, you know, with a car in the garage, that guy with the cars in the garage and that, you know, hey, you could have this too, you know. That's that's what people are selling, and that's tough to swallow sometimes. Yeah, so. that's not well. Um, but uh, well, I think the other thing is, and this is a negative, but this it's the business is getting much, much, much harder. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> any of the uh, of the bigger tenured you know sellers would would tell you that from from IP claims to to uh, restricted uh, brands and products and categories to the uh, the new fees and uh, you know, storage fees, clothing fees, shoe, shoe fees, uh, you know, increased competition, uh, you know, uh, suppressed buy box is huge. That's yeah. like, um, that's like a snake in the grass that, that a lot of people don't see and definitely don't understand. Uh, that's, that's a huge one. Um, so, you know, it's, it's getting more difficult. 
Well, but I, I think that the way you describe the way your business is now, you've built it up to the level you want. You've kind of settled back a little bit. Now you're fine-tuning it, and now you can address those because they. I agree with you. You have to address them. Otherwise, they're going to address be addressed for you. And so uh, storage fees, massive. I mean, it is massive. With what is coming, this Q4, you have to have a strong inventory uh, process in place. And so the fact that you've developed your business far enough along where you can work on that, I think, is a huge, huge lesson for people. Um, how much would you say do you plan on devoting into those issues in your business now in the CEO role kind of that you've taken on? Uh, definitely, definitely a lot um, hmm. uh, for, uh, for those issues. Now, I mean, one thing I'm not doing is like freaking out over the inventory score that goes up and down 100 points like every couple of days, like right. until – until what I'm charged is based on that score. Like uh, it's just some metric that they came up with. that's supposed to be important to everybody and probably isn't important to me uh, because everybody's, you know, business is, is different. Uh, especially, you know, I sell a lot of shoes and clothes. They, they stay in the warehouse longer, but the, the net profits are higher. So you can absorb a, you know, 50% long-term fee if you have to on, you know, five to 10% of your inventory to, to get that price. And that's all, that's all figured into my business model. So, you know, um, I think you gotta, you gotta pick and choose where you, uh, you freak out and get concerned because Amazon changes things so often that you just have to be ready for it and, uh, and take it in stride and, and not go into crisis mode every time they send an email. Yeah, because that might be the hot thing today. It could go away in, in, in 30 days, right, or 60 days. Or what they originally intended it to do might not be what it does, right? Um, so I'm with you on that one. But I love the fact that you're working a significant portion on your business. You know, it's back to that e-myth, right? You're at that place in your business. And again, I guess it comes back to having that really strong partner that you can trust, that, that person who you've who a they were already in your inner circle, but really letting them completely into your inner circle, um, that, that's a very powerful thing. And the fact that you found that um, is cool. Um, last couple of questions: relationship, sure. um, you and your brother. What has it done for your relationship? I mean, I don't know how close was your relationship before. I don't know how often you saw him and how much you were really involved in his life and him completely involved in yours because. You know, when your wife calls, he hears it, right? Or if you're in the, if you're at the same place or what have you. So, what is, what was it, and what's it evolved to, and has it been good or bad? Um, our relationship was always uh, good. Uh, we probably didn't talk as much as we would have liked to, or possibly should have. And uh, part of that was we we lived in different cities. Uh, part of it was, you know, he worked a lot of nights, a lot of weekends, and. Uh, you know, he was uh, uh, in college and, and things, so we didn't talk as much. But uh, down here, I I think it's been, you know, great for our relationship. Um, I it's far, Our relationship now far exceeds even, even what I expected, you know, when he came down and, uh, and everything. So he's uh, he got to spend a lot more time with his nephews and things yeah, like that. That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, what does that really, do for really their important. relationship with him? Right. I mean, that must be incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been great. Cause they like to help. Um, one story was, uh, back, back when he first moved down here, he lived with us, uh, for a little while so that, uh, we basically, I could, 
I could and he could both save some money, um, you know, because as you know, when you bring on a new employee, you don't bring them on in uh, in full capacity. That's a that's a growth process, and that's why it's it's such a hard and big financial investment to bring somebody on. But anyway, you know, he was he was living with us, and uh, I had picked up our employee, and uh, we were over at the storage unit, and Carrie was really late, and uh, and it was it was cold, and it was it was crunch time, and uh, and he got there. And I just started screaming at him. I was so mad. And uh, he said, he said, well, I understand, but your uh, wife's car got a flat tire on her when she was backing out of the driveway. And she yelled at me to take the kids to school. And I didn't have time to get my phone. Ooh. And so I felt about two inches tall. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, I think that was the last time we actually you know, had a shouting match and that was pretty one-sided after that. I pretty much shut up. Um, so our relationship's great, man. So that's been humbling too. So that, yeah. and that's kind of cool, right? Him bringing some of that back, some of that balance. Cause he knows you better than anyone other than your wife, um, and your kids. Um, Ooh, love it, dude. All right. So I want to close out, um, because I, I just, to me, it's very cool that you guys have been doing this now for several years. You haven't killed each other. I can hear the respect you have for him in your voice and the way, well, hey, I've gotten to hang out with both of you guys together and I've seen the way you treat him and he treats you. Um, that's a real love. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. It might sound corny, but that's a real love and a respect that most people don't get to with their siblings. They can say they do, but they don't. And the fact that you have found that and you figured it out and you kind of, the boundaries kind of probably move sometimes, I think is very, I bet your parents are really proud of where you guys are to see her, their son. I mean, who, who has that? Very few people, my friend, very few people. Yeah, I think they are. And just, just as a note to, to your last comment, I think one of the big, the big turning points was when he had been in the business, maybe a year to a year and a half. And, uh, you know, he was, he was assimilated and everything. Uh, but as far as when he really took ownership of, uh, of his role in things was when we, uh, we went to a conference together and I think he saw the way like I me mean, sees it on Facebook a little bit, but then when he met people in real life that were like, Oh, you guys, you know, have done this and done that. And he kind of saw like the level of respect and, you know, admiration people had for our business. I think he really, you know, took ownership of it to another level. You he know, got a little taller in his seat and realized, wow, we are kind of special. What we do, we do, deliver excellence and wow, wow you know because it is a grind right sometimes you can probably um you could probably get complacent with that hmm, that's cool all right so last thing uh somebody's thinking about ways to get their business they they got all these challenges coming um mitchell that are the same ones that you have that you're spending your time addressing what what's your advice um for that person who hasn't made it you know, full-time or they're in full-time, but they're not making that full-time income. What's your advice to get them past that point, to, to push them over to that, that point of success that you had achieved a couple of years ago? Uh, I would say to understand the numbers and understand the math. And there's about, you know, there's more than, there's more than the metric of sales and there's more than the metric of profit that are going to determine whether or not you can, you can live a full-time income, you know, withdrawing 
money monthly, you know, to live on while still growing your business. Um, you know, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, podcast, but I mean, you can listen to the previous ones that I've done and I've, I've mentioned a lot of those metrics and how they interact and how they, uh, and how they don't tell the, the whole story. Um, and, uh, I would say just, just perseverance, creativity, and, uh, you know, figure it out, I think is, uh, is one of the, the sayings that Karen always laughs about when I, when I say, because that's kind of what, that's kind of what it is. Like there's, there's no perfect training. There's no perfect, uh, formula. A lot of the stuff you, you have to figure out how to make it work. And it's not the same for everybody or every business or every state or every product category. There's, uh, there's almost an infinite amount of combinations of, uh, you know, personality, you know, family, access to, to resources, capital, employees, um, you know, stores, accounts, uh, and you have to, you have to persevere and make what, what works, you know, for you. And in the bad times, you got to figure out how to survive. Um, and then in the, in the good times, you know, you, you run it as, as hard as you can and make as much as you can. It's, it's not going to be a consistent amount of uh, sales and profit, you know, every single month. Things are going to happen good. Things are going to happen bad. Sometimes, you know, when a uh, product goes restricted, that's the best thing for you because somehow you got lucky and you're one of the five people that can sell it and the price just tripled. Like nobody, nobody talks about how exciting that is on Facebook. They yeah. talk about they got restricted from a product or everybody came in and tanked the price. Um, you know, there's, there's luck that goes your way. So find it. Ooh. And if you don't find it, make it. And that's, that's perseverance. Find the luck that goes your way. Oh, dude. Oh, love it. Well, Mitchell, it is a real pleasure. I know there's a whole bunch of people going to be happy. Like finally, Steve, you got him back on. Um, and, uh, I look forward to the next time I get to see you in person um, I love talking with you. I'm always smarter for it. Um, and just like this call, I mean, I always am smarter for it. So I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Thanks. And I, uh, I generally only uh, speak maybe at one conference a year. I am speaking at the Rocky Mountain. Uh, oh, man. I'm not making it this year. Oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm real um, excited. Oh, I missed it last year because we had a family trip to Aruba. I've actually never been. I, I missed the first two, unfortunately. But uh, really, really looking forward to that. Um, so uh, that will be one place I'll be at for sure. I probably will be at one or two other conferences this year, but I will for sure be there. And that's uh, that's an early June. So yeah. and I'll have a link. Uh, I have a discount code where you can save twenty bucks um, off of your ticket price, um, and I'll put it in this. Uh, actually, it's use the code momentum. Uh, momentum twenty five. Actually, it's twenty five dollars off. That's right, Travis would probably remind me. So it's Momentum 25, and you can save $25 off the uh, ticket price at any point when you buy it. But it does sell out. It sold out last year. It will sell out. And so please buy your tickets early. Um, it's a great event. Several hundred sellers in one of the best venues, um, best run. I mean, they their their sound is incredible. Their state, they, they really execute it very, very well. Because yeah, a lot of things are exciting. A lot of things are, you know, kind of it seems like almost East coast or West coast. And that's kind of like an area of the country. Like I never really get to go to, which is exciting. Well, you're going to love it. The hotel is so convenient. I mean, 
the venue makes the well i shouldn't say that i don't want to take away from travis and paul what they do because they they make it work they're the way they find people the people that they get to speak like yourself i mean it's it's very very impressive um it's definitely one of the best conferences i've ever been to and uh so again save 25 bucks by using momentum 25 i don't benefit other than you get to save 25 dollars, which is awesome and you get to see mitchell um and i'm going to put your contact information and i know you're approachable um, because there are many times I send you a note and you're always quick to respond. So I appreciate that. And I, I do appreciate, uh, you know, you might have a contrary view, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. That just means you're willing to say it sometimes. That's not unhealthy. And that's what makes good civil uh, discussions happen, right? I mean, that's how we all grow in knowledge. So I appreciate all that. I wish you nothing but success, my friend. I really do. And I know you'll have it. It's awesome. Peace in Thank your life. Good stuff. I'm telling you, dude is smart. Hey, uh, Rocky Mountain Conference um, coming up uh, in June. Um, I have the link out there. Again, use the code Momentum25, save 25 bucks. That is sweet. Thank you, Travis and Paul. Um, and to go see uh, Harvey speak, Mitchell speak, I've seen him speak at ScanPower Conference. That's where I last place I saw him. And it's unbelievable. I mean, he's just, he's articulate and Again, just affable and, and likable, and you'll immediately connect with them. I think that's why most people do, and um, I think it deepens the relationship. Uh, buy him a beer, you know, or actually a scotch in his case, but buy him a drink and, and sit down with them. Get a few minutes to talk with them, and you will be better off. Every time I do, I'm better off because I'm like, wow, that was deep. He knows his stuff. Again, the relationship with him and his brother I think is very powerful. Uh, if you could find that person that you can get that trust level with, that has that ability to assimilate to the environment that you're in. You know, I use the term startup, and like he said, he's basically phasing out of the startup phase, but we're all in that startup phase. Most of us other ones um, are. And so what, could, what is that environment like? It's feast and famine sometimes here. Sometimes there's 12 people in a warehouse and all these shipments coming in and going out, and then it's quiet like it is today, and, and it's nice. Um, and so... That environment, how do you work in that environment where it's everything and then it's nothing? Um, those are special type of people. So if you can find that partner, if you can find that relationship, um, it's one of the best things. One of the things I want to start talking about, too, is, is you know, partnering up in a warehouse. What does that do for you? You know, um, you know, people know that I partner with Andy and our ability to ebb and flow where he can step in and fill in for me sometimes or vice versa because there is that trust. I think it's very important, and I think a lot of people are going to need to start doing that, especially as fees go up. This is a great way to offset your costs, but finding the right person. And uh, so hopefully I'm going to point these out more as I find them, when I can find these, this really cool relationship, which I think is a very, very neat example of what you can have in your life. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.